beautiful dream. Stopping the wheel. You're not the first person who's ever dreamt it. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. What's up, world? Welcome to a brand new edition of Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual, my ESL friend, uh, little brother Nico. You know, I hate how that's technically true. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's fine. Look, we can't hide the facts. That's right. We we only do the truth here. Or something like that. I don't know. That's probably not true either. <laughs> So we don't do only the truth is a lie. <laughs> it's always like it's like the riddle. Like, what do you ask the two brothers if one always tells the truth and one always lies? Like, what's the one question? Oh, I don't, I don't know the riddle. You ever heard that riddle? Mm-mm. Yeah. So you can only ask one question. What one question do you ask uh, when you meet the two guards? And one always tells the truth, and one always tells a lie. How do you determine with one question which is which? How? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, there are multiple ways that you could. Well, give me a solution that. then. <laughs> I mean, there's easy ones. Like, you could ask them, like, what color is the floor? And the one who only lies can't answer correctly. But. Oh, that's not exciting at all. But, yeah, I mean, you know, one, one tells a lie, one tells the truth. Thought it was gonna be like some like you really clever word play thing, but it's just no. You just use like you just use like regular problems <laughs> logic. Yeah. Well, I used to think you asked them like, "Are do you tell the truth?" But then I was like, "Well, no," because if they're the liar, they say yes. Like the answer is yes, no matter who you ask. Yeah. Like, do you tell the truth? And they would both say yes. Right. And then you're like, oh. It narrows it down zero percent. Right. I guess you could say, "Are you the liar?" No, because you, you you wouldn't solve anything because one would say no and the other would say yes. No, because the liar can't. The liar can only yeah. So the one who says, "Oh yeah, you're right," <laughs> you're still confused. No, 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 no. That one works because the one who says yes has to. No, because one would say no and the other would say yes. You're not narrowed it down at all. <laughs> the one who says yes has to... Oh, no. No, the one who says... Wait, why would... No, because the liar can't say yes. The liar has to say no, and the truth sayer has to say no. Right, so they get this, you get the same answer. Yes, you would get yes, no, you would get no, no. Yeah, you're stuck there. Yeah, you gotta use, you gotta use logic there. Oh no! Problem solving, my mortal enemy. What color are these trousers? And then one's like brown, and one's like fuchsia. And then you're like, "You're the liar!" And he's like, "Oh, oh!" <laughs> like, but what if he was like lied, but like subtly, so you wouldn't tell? <laughs> How do you subtly lie about what color something is? What's the sky? I don't know. Blue, <laughs> azure. <laughs> Like what shade of blue? I don't know. Now you got to get out color swatches. Yeah, and you're like, no, I definitely think this is eggshell. I was like, no, that's definitely bone. How can there be forty shades of white? It makes such a big difference if you look at them next to each other too. 
Yeah, like, but only if you look at it next to each other. Like if you like if you cleanse your brain of the white color scale and then look at just a wall painted white, you couldn't pick which one of them it was. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. Some people's like perception of color is way sharper than others. I'm gonna go on record as saying they could only tell when they were looking at color swatches. Like if you if they didn't see color swatch like color swatches of I don't like, know. It's like day. the whole it's like the whole bit with uh what is what is it from American Psycho when they're looking at the business cards? Yeah, and they're talking about like yeah, yeah but again, like it's fiction. Yeah, but it's a great scene. <laughs> it is a great scene. It's a weird scene. The whole movie is weird. <laughs> this movie is really weird. <laughs> Because then at the end, you don't know if it, any of it even ha- happened. Yeah. Also, when the ATM says, put a cat in me. Yeah. All right. Very strange. <laughs> um, shoots, the, shoots the cop car with the gun and just blows up. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I uh, My mom did a thing one time with paint where they, she was painting. She was repainting her house, and she had the... the they, they were hiring a guy to like remodel, and so like mm-hmm. he was, they were painting these walls, and she made him repaint the walls like five times. I would, I would that that's grounds for murder, you know. I like in my head, I was like, "Do you think he's mad about? Like, do you think he even cares? Like, whatever they're paying me, I don't care. Like, or do you think he's like? I would, I would, I would. Char- what ha- what I would do is I would charge more every time he wanted me to change it. Well, and, and that was sort of the weird part was like, she was the one who's bring like she would pick the colors, she would tell him the colors, he would buy them from the store, he would bring them back, and under the lighting of the room and the that they were in, she didn't like how it would look, and it literally took five different shades of paint before she was like, okay, I'm happy with this now. Yeah, I would I would charge you more like if you like. I don't know. I'm just throwing random numbers out here. Like, if if you're like two hundred bucks to paint this room, and you're like, "Oh, actually, I don't like it repaint," I'd be like, "Okay, two fifty, three hundred, three fifty, four hundred. Like, I you're mean, gonna be paying like four times as much at this point. But let's say they keep paying it. Are you happy or mad as you're repainting? Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess it's like, oh man, the consistency. But I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) Like, as long as they're paying you for the work, like, as long as you're getting whatever it is you feel like your rate is. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, Like, if you're not painting this house, you're painting another house, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the principle of, like, didn't I? I just did this. Oh, no, for sure. Like, me personally, I, I would be mad, I feel like, probably about it. But it would be out of the sense of, like, this person doesn't know what they want, and I keep redoing this over and over again. I can't stop. It won't stop. My a sister painted a room for my mom one time, and then my mom wanted it redone. Like, ah, yeah, I don't like this color. And my sister just flat out said no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I would do that, but also, like, I guess if you're paying me, like, I don't know, like, again, right? But yeah, no, my sister was just like, nah, I'm, nah, I'm not coming. No. Yeah, but if it's like, if like, if you're like, if you guys were like, hey, Nico, can you paint this room? I'd be like, ugh, fine, whatever. And then immediately after I was finished, you'd say, do it again. I'd say, uh, uh, no, have a nice night. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Don't it speak was to like, me. She did it when they weren't home. And so when they came home, mom was looking at it. I was like, yeah, you know what? I just don't like it. No, we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a different color. And she was like, you need to come back and do this and that. And she was like, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to. 
<laughs> yeah, that that's gonna be no for me, dog. Yeah, nah, that's not gonna happen. It's like actually, I, I wanted a different color, and it's like, well, that's nah, too bad. Yeah, this is the color you got, so this is the color it is. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. If you like uh, it, if you want to change it so bad, then do it yourself. Yeah, seriously. Um, we don't talk about sports too often. We'll talk about sports right here in just the last couple of minutes. And yeah, we'll, let's go sports. We'll get into nerdy stuff next, uh, next segment. Football. Uh, first week of the playoffs last weekend. A lot of exciting stuff. First Monday night football in the history of, uh, of football playoffs. Um, that was not a sentence. They, what was that? <laughs> well, they, they've never, they've had Monday night football forever, but they've never done it on a playoff. They've never done it for the playoffs. And so huh. now weird. They've added two more teams to the playoff and changes the structure of the playoffs a little bit. Ah. So there's a bunch of games this first weekend. So they had Bad one dude. game for Monday night. There you go. Um, nothing too surprising. I do like to celebrate when the Dallas Cowboys lose. That's just me personally. Um, I can't stand them. I've never seen a team so fascinated with three Super Bowls 30 years ago. But there you are. Again, the most 500 organization in the universe, and somehow people are convinced that they are good. Yeah, and the Texans aren't too far away from that nowadays. And it's Well, I mean, like, be... the Texans are outwardly bad, though. Like, we, right. like... Texans fans aren't afraid to admit that they're bad. Cowboys fans think that this is every year. They think this is their year. Yeah. Every um, year they're like, they're like, no, our quarterback, he's average. Our yeah. offense is okay. Our defense is fine. Super Bowl. And you're like, what, what part yeah, of that what? sentence made they, any sense? This year they do have a, they did have a really great defense. I will say that this year, their defense played outstanding. Uh, but for $40 million, they did not get what they paid for at quarterback. That's for sure. That is like, for I'm sorry, man. Like, also, as much as, as, much as people love Dak, he's the most standard guy ever. He's, he is very much middle of the pack. And then for what they pay for head coach, they don't get their money's worth either. Yeah, because he's garbage. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. I've never been a Mike McCarthy guy, but. He he's not he, his his Super Bowl his his weird prowess for having a Super Bowl win carried entirely on the strength of a single quarterback is impressive. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. It, it really just goes back to Aaron Rodgers is the reason Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl ring. Um, right. Aaron Rodgers by himself won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it was like even Mike McCarthy couldn't screw up the Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl year. Um, okay. that's kind of a sad way to say that, but it's pretty accurate. The Rams. I don't like Matt Stafford, and they traded for Matt Stafford this year. But the Rams have got one of the just the most loaded, deepest rosters I ever think about because they keep every offseason, they take their first-round pick from like next year or the year next, and they trade it for another player. And they have consistently done this over and over. I think at this point, they haven't made their own first-round pick in like seven years or six years, something like that. Um. And they keep getting guys like uh, this year they traded for Von Miller. This year they signed Odell Beckham Jr. And they traded for Matt Stafford. Um, those are three pretty good. Like if Matt Stafford's the worst of your big uh, ads to a team, you're doing okay. Um, I'm not a huge Matt Stafford guy, but if that's the worst part of your team, like you're, you're, you're doing good. Yeah. Uh, if that's your bottom, like you're doing, you're doing pretty good. And they've got a lot of just great players. Uh, the Jaguars had a had taken a, a, a guy Jalen Ramsey to be a corner, 
first round, like a top five pick, and they never wanted to extend him. So eventually the Rams were like, here's the number one draft pick. We'll take him. Like, I mean, they just keep doing stuff like that. And so their their roster has a ton of good, like good players from other teams on it. I feel like they're the team most loaded. Them or Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay is also really good. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk nerdy to people. Fair enough. I, I know, it's weird. We'll be right Strange. back. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. Every Monday, they're painting miniatures, and on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion and X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. Hey, Night Owls. If you're looking for something to do this week or this weekend, make sure to check out False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills. They got 20 beers on tap, three to six beers available in various packages to go, including wine, ciders, and kombucha. They're open seven days a week, opening every day at 11 a.m. and closing at 11 o'clock on Friday and Saturdays, and then open 12 to 9 on Sunday. Go hang out right there at False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue, North Richland Hills. Attention real estate investors. Have you sold properties using seller financing? Call Sal. Do you collect monthly payments from a mortgage note but want a lump sum cash offer? Call Sal. Do you have a rent to own property but want to cash out? Call Sal. We pay cash today for your cash flow assets. If you would like a lump sum offer on your asset, please call Sal. We can present a same day offer so you can get cash in your hands as quickly as possible. Call Sal at M5X Mortgage Note Solutions now. 619-922-0176. 619-922-0176. All over the Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City, Woodlands and Galveston areas. Uh, just living the dream. Um, so we're doing things. We're hanging out. And um, so lately I've gotten into... Listening to Critical Role. Oh man, you've finally taken the plunge. I could never and I still won't do because I'm a spoil sport. Well, I mean, so they're long. They are long. Um, but they, there's a lot of really good starting and stopping points in them. Mm-hmm. They take an intermission. So again, these were these would be recorded. Uh, I'm starting from the very beginning from Spotify. So. They're level like tenish in the mm-hmm. first campaign for the Mighty Nine, I think, or for Vox Machina. And so it is. It's kind of interesting. There's a, there's a lot going on. They're having a lot of fun in their little adventures. Um, but so it would be recorded over like a three hour, four hour session on a Thursday night on Twitch. I uh, is what they're saying as they get going, and reminding people to tune in every Thursday to see them. And so they're talking about it and. They take an obvious intermission in the middle. It's like there are, like, it's not too much. Like, as long as you're kind of paying attention. Because um, they do just, like, stop off in the next episode. Kind of, they do a rough summary, but then they pick up pretty close to where they're at. But they do a lot of interesting things. Um, they were trying to sneak through a city, so they were flying over on a carpet. They got noticed. They, uh, they got shot out of the sky, and they all fell. And landed on like ceilings and roofs and splat it and took fall damage and stuff. And I was like, that's really like they really kind of like I thought I think a lot of the things they do are really interesting. Uh, mm. Aside from the fact that they do the, the great character acting as well. Um, but yeah, man, like as a guy learning how to DM, I really dig what they do. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the popular, the majority of people would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think it's great. Um, I think I gave like 20 bucks to their Kickstarter when the cartoon thing happened, um, which means I get the emails. I was invited to watch the early premiere date. There's, there's a secret early premiere that you get a link to. Um, and then January 28th, the first four episodes will debut on Amazon Prime. And the, f- the whole first season will debut over the next, like, four weeks from there. So, like, by mid-February or maybe end of February, it's done, basically. But, I mean, it is – that's exciting. It's really cool. Let's talk about this angle for a second. How they just kind of built this thing up out of nowhere. Like, I know Geek and Sundry was a thing. I understand that completely. And I know Geek and Sundry had other shows on Twitch at the time back then. Mm-hmm. But this took a life of its own. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this grew into its own thing. I'm really impressed by it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you, like, how, what do you make of, like, this journey that they went on from, hey, there's these, there's these voice actors who are playing Dungeons & Dragons on Twitch to they literally have a cartoon debuting on Amazon. I, I, would, I would wager they probably do revenues north of $5 million a year. Probably. oh yeah easily like they're they're I mean, they're on like they're on like the top charts of twitch and twitch twitch people make crazy money like especially those top slots all right so let's say let's say and it's not like their production's good like their production's great but like it's nowhere like it's not expensive production yeah like it's it's right. more about equipment and gear once right. versus once like you buy yeah exactly once you buy the fucking calls I, I i agree with that part so then, so so what? Should I triple it? Do you think they do 15? So, I mean, we'll think about So you're saying because they're always right at the top of Twitch. They're probably making a million dollars a month from that. Does Easily. that seem... All right, yeah. so that puts them at least at 12. Now, keep in mind, shirts, product, uh, sponsorships. Yeah, no, like there's a, there's a million different ways you can... They cover this. And plus donations during... I'm willing to wager they're probably more right, and it's not, and it's not even probably like they're... fifteen to twenty. They're probably, I think, fifteen to twenty is pretty, probably, honestly, probably more. But yeah, I, I but I think, and then think about it. There's seven of them, plus there's probably a crew of four behind the scenes running stuff. So for eleven people to be north of twenty million money in, like that, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, no joke. Plus their Patreon. Imagine? other revenue sources do they have a patreon also i don't know if they do or not i'm just saying like if they do or maybe oh, they each individual well, that's the other thing too right because so individually they can book their own bookings and own events their own things you know I, yeah genuinely i'm pretty sure these guys are doing what do you think two two and a half million dollars a year because they play a dungeon and dragons game yeah that's cool, man. And like, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a weird thing to say out loud. But like, it's a really, it's a really cool experience because it's not just like, oh, you know, a couple of guys just playing none of the dragons. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's like entertaining to watch. Like, if you've never played, you don't really understand. And like, listening to them with like, because like, I get the appeal. Like, I'm a hundred percent of like. Of the opinion, like I don't enjoy it, but that's just because of my weird, like, strange brain. 
I don't even know what to make of that. Why, why don't you enjoy it? What do you find unenjoyable about it? Uh, like the character moments are, are very cool and I, I really enjoy listening to them, but like I just can't get into like the, the weird, strange like formatting of it. I can't watch people play Dungeons and Dragons at all. Like I need to feel involved somehow. Okay. All right. Like it, it feels very much like if I were sitting in a room and I'm watching people play Dungeons and Dragons, I would be very bored very fast. Hmm. Okay. All right. I think it's a fair even if even if the people are entertaining. I think it's a fair criticism. But like but that's just me because I don't it's not like it, it's not like a convincing story. Like it's really cool to see unfold. It's like, you know, it's Dungeons and Dragons, so it's super in depth and long. But like, I don't know. I just don't I'm just not a big fan of like listening to that kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Like I, I can't get into it. I can't get into like actual play. Like, I mean, it always gives me interesting ideas too because they do a lot of fun stuff. Oh yeah, I'm sure for you it's it's a lot more entertaining. And maybe because I'm actually bad at role playing because I just play myself and everything I do. <laughs> so that might just be it. <laughs> well, and even that, even that's okay. You do a good job. Like it's funny to watch you interact with Zach and Donald because you guys are so different as far as how y'all are playing your characters. Although I do think essentially you guys are all playing a version of yourselves right now. Like, I don't think y'all have played enough to want to roleplay yet. Yeah. Like, I'm really just now starting to get to the point playing with other people where I, like, where I want to do more with my character than just be a jerk. See, I just, I just, I play my characters, like, like, more extreme versions of myself, right? Like, classic roleplaying, like, power fantasy type dealio, right? You're a superhero. You're 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 a barbarian warrior fighting dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that is on some level that is exactly what you're doing. Yes. So like, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm not I'm not I'm not advanced enough. <laughs> I haven't dungeoned or dragoned hard enough. That's true. You really haven't. I'm happy for them cuz it's genuinely like super super cool and like they're all really good storytellers. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 been really really cool, just to see. What got me into it was the comic books. I I read the prequel books. There's been two trades released so far, mm-hmm. and they're and they're they're okay. They're interesting, and so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna know what's going on here. And so, it's like I'm I'm sure I'm gonna be an enormous fan of uh, what is it called? Vox. I always forget the Vox Machina. I'm sure I'm going to be a massive fan of Vox Machina when I actually watch it because it's it's something way more up my alley than. Oh yeah, for sure, and it's just funny. Like the trailers that the, that have been released so far are funny, and you know it's animated Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, what's not to like? Right, and it looks great, sounds great. Like, what's there not to like? <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out to a break. We come back. We're going to talk about some other stuff. But I, but I just I wanted to kind of comment on that because I was impressed by their empire building. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just, I mean, before we put it to bed, I just want to circle this number again. They're probably each individually making north money in north of $2.5 million each for playing Dungeons & Dragons. Wild. That's a good day. That's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out. We'll be right back. We got a lot more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way.
Corey DLG here of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to let you guys know about Dragon's Lair, Houston North, right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. The Dragon's Lair's got a full range of comics and games, as well as comics, graphic novels, manga, and one of Houston's largest selections of board, card, and miniature gaming. That's Dragon's Lair right there at 249 in Luetta Road. Come hang out. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you. Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. And of course, we want to remind everybody, I'm Corey DLG. And with me as usual is little brother Nico. Yep. And uh, you should be going to the Adventure Begins Roku page and checking out their awesome content that they regularly post. Uh, make sure to check it out. Uh, and make sure you're supporting your local comic book stores. Um, that's where that's where all the nerd stuff happens. That's where all the fun things begin as your local comic and gaming stores. Um, sounds like we won't be using Kickstarter much longer, so pretty much the only place you can get fun stuff now is your local comic book store. Oh, I have a Kickstarter. Well, they, um, they've announced they're going to move over to some sort of blockchain technology. Okay. And, uh, apparently most people are against blockchain technology. I didn't know people felt so strongly about it, but when Kickstarter made their announcement, yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard a lot about that. They're like, "Oh, it uses so much," you know, like. Is that what it is? Is it, this is the power consumption? Is that ultimately what people's complaint is? Yeah, but that's not what. It, I, it's people who are just they they've heard it's about power consumption, and it's like you realize everything on the internet is power consumption based. Yeah, but these are apparently massive computational situ like the amount of computing power it takes to. Verify and authenticate blockchain technology is large, is my understanding. Yeah, but it's 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 a lot more streamlined. The reason it exists is because technology is caught up with it. Like it wouldn't be efficient if that were the case. You know what I mean? Well, but I don't. They wouldn't don't, move to it if it wouldn't be efficient. I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe that at all. I think I think we have moved to hundreds of technologies that were inefficient simply because they made money. Oh, I mean, they yeah, used to take, I mean, they the, used to put well oil in lanterns because it was the the industry of the day. Like I don't, I don't believe for a second that the reason we're using blockchain is because it's efficient. Um, so you have to you have to come up with another way to sell me that it is efficient. I don't know. I have no concept. I, I, but but efficiency has never been a key ingredient of industry. Uh, it has for technology. I feel like efficiency is a big part of technology. Why we use it. I don't know. When that first iPhone came out, it was a brick and there was no iStore. Uh, right, but eventually they became one. And it's yeah, a, over like time an essential it part of society. <laughs> right. Over- but it still doesn't mean that when it came out and still people bought it. it- well, blockchain, remember, the blockchain concept is decades old at this point. Um, yes, but how old is it in the zeitgeist of people's minds, though? It's not that old. I think for a lot of people, they're just... Yeah, but just because you know about something and it being efficient or created, like, yeah, not a lot of people knew about the internet in the 90s, but uh, it's, like, the most important thing now, so... God, I love those clips of people talking about the internet in the 90s. Oh, all, like, it's terrible. It's all terrible. That, that clip from USA Today when they're talking about an email and they don't even know what it is, I think that's... A, I think that's... I think it's some of the most brilliant television that we have archived somewhere. Uh, right. David Letterman talking to bill gates about the internet and asking if it's a fad or not like i think that's amazing yeah and there's like there's all kinds of people that are like oh the dot-com bust or bubble and burst or like like all these companies came out of nowhere and like 
raise all his money, and it's like people you know thought the weird internet is, was going to be fake. Is nobody learned any lessons from that? No, no one. Remember, everyone is incredibly short term. It's 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 collective. I like to think of it as collective greed on things. Oh, for sure. Well, and what I mean by that is, okay, so the dot com bubble burst, right? And yeah. people's argument, you correctly kind of stated it was like, you know, sockpuppet.com came out of nowhere and it raised eight million dollars because it had a website. Is basically what happened. Yeah. Um, and then when they when they realized they needed to sell a product and turn a profit and all that. These people, these companies were, were unable to do it because beyond a core concept, they didn't they didn't have an actual business. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Silicon Valley now. So yeah, it is. But also, even in the stock market, they just moved over to other bubbles. Like so, now everyone's investing in Chinese companies. Well, they were a couple of years ago, I guess I should say. And then Chinese companies were hiding like, their way into the stock market by doing these like soft mergers or whatever they're called. Right, and then um, they got bottomed out like when that real estate company collapsed. And right, like and then all of a sudden everything. you found out, yeah, you find out that like all these companies are potentially fake, but there's no laws against stealing from non-Chinese citizens. And it's like, wait, so they can just commit fraud after fraud after fraud over here in America and nobody, like nobody will be punished for it. And then China's like, yes, and then we still invest in Chinese companies. Like, we still do it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we ever learn a lesson. That's why I could, like if we found out tomorrow blockchain was a inefficient, power draining, but also fake, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, like it's like the NFT market. I you know I really was like man maybe I should get into NFTs because it's like people are becoming like instant millionaires doing this, and I really tried to kind of look into it. I don't understand it. It's literally it's it's literally fake. It is. It, it's it, it, literally and like it's it's so funny because a lot of people are like, oh, but it's not fake. Like people are making all of this money, and it's like, that's true. It's Even all cashes out is 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 making real money. That part I, I don't argue. With. Right. Yeah. 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 Like genuine like creators of stuff, and it's like, right. But think about like, and like there's there's a few people that are like, oh, but it's like the NFTs don't matter. It's about getting to the people who own them who are willing to spend that amount of money. It's like. Or it's all a like scam. Well, it's like it definitely feels like a way that some people are. It feels like status, uh, well, right? Like, like some people are, are buying and establishing status by owning NFTs, but also it feels very much like a way to launder money to hide. Oh no, money. absolutely. Well, there was uh, there was a, there was a video uh, I watched on it where it like it's literally like a 30 second clip and he's like he's like you want to see how you want to see how people are scamming you you go uh i have two million dollars in ethereum or whatever in coin.com i make an nft i use my two million dollars of coin.com to buy my own nft it now has a transaction of transaction history of two million dollars i sell it for at a 95 percent discount i still made Five percent of two million dollars. Yeah, you still make you know uh, ten ten thousand dollars right there <laughs> for doing what? Literally nothing. Yeah, no, and that's. Uh... I mean, the art world has always been a world of money laundering, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Uh, like, I mean... it's no one is surprised, and it's like, wow, super wealthy people use pieces of art to launder large amounts of money. It's like, wow, I never would have guessed. 
Well, and it's why you should always be suspicious of somebody who owns a lot of art, too. Um, if somebody... This is like a PSA. Don't own art. Pulls well, that gun. I mean, I don't know. Like, hey, listen, if you've got $40 million in the bank, you can do whatever you want. Like, I am not the guy to tell you no. But, like, so you watch these wealth building videos, like, from Grant Cardone or whatever. And you find out that basically what they're doing... They've, they're, they're managing all the tax loopholes, right? So... Um, in order to claim a private jet as a company as a company tax write-off, you have to fly uh, it's something like eight, uh, 40 hours every year or something to establish business things. So like he just takes it to his conferences and that covers it or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also he never he never sells the properties. He always just refinances them as they were working through their loans. It's like the first time he walks in, let's say he buys a $5 million apartment complex and he puts, he puts like $400,000 down and the rest comes from a bank, right? So the bank pays $4.6 million. Mm-hmm. Um, five years, seven years later, he's put value into it plus the value of real estate's increase plus he's paid down the loan, right? So now the building is worth $8 million and he only owes $3 million on a loan. Well, now he just borrows $7 million against the building pays off the $3 million loan, and now he has $4 million in the bank. Yeah. And it just keeps processing that cycle over and over and over again on a larger and larger and larger scale. And because it's loans, you don't pay taxes on it because the idea is a loan is for something. Right. That's that's staggeringly disturbing and also bizarrely smart. Uh because that money is taxed differently, it's clearly revenue. It's clearly money in. His business is clearly buying and owning real estate and refinancing it over and over and over again. Um, and clearly where he, make, where he makes his living and enjoys his money is by taking these loans and then refinancing and paying them off and taking more and like doing it over and over again. Yeah, and you can't, you can't forget charging people $20,000 to take a class of him yelling at you about how you're not getting your life together. True. But of all the people who do those... His is at least the most informative to me because the clips that I've seen of his, he does at least genuinely do things like call your businesses and stuff. Like there's a clip where he calls a guy's business on speakerphone, holding the microphone up. And sure enough, the person on the other end kind of fails the sales call. And he's like, that's not their fault. That's your fault. Like I, I, I kind of dig that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not saying that like he doesn't give sound advice. I'm just saying that I, I'm way oh, yeah, over no, no, like all... every finance investor guy who is always like, this is you. The only one I ever give any credit for. And I really don't even like him that much is Gary Vee. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, he was one who got me started on the, all of them because I do, I do like what he says, but I'm starting to think more and more and more that I don't know what he's actually preaching at the end of the day. Uh, I think he's, I think he's smart. Cause he sees a lot of the, like a lot of the things where what he's talking about is definitely from experience. Well, like, and he's, none and of the he's things he predicting. says is like super out of the ordinary. Like, right. And he is always predicting ahead. I will give you that. I do think he's really smart, but he does a lot of like, I told you that like I signed up for his text messages. Right. Mm-hmm. He does just a lot of like, just stupid positivity stuff that I don't like. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, it because like part of it's like, oh, yeah, like actual useful advice, and also like he's genuinely smart. He 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 hops on a lot of trends really early. Like he right. was an early investor in like Facebook. He was an early investor in a bunch of different platforms. That's what like, that's what I want from his text messages. That's what I want. I want advice. 
I don't want, hey, today's the day. Go get them, Tiger. Stay positive. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's what the uh, one of the motivational cat poster from, like, the Lego movie is for. Right, and that's what I get every day from him. Well, that's what you get. So I'm, I've fallen off the Gary Vee ladder a little bit. Just because I, I I expected more out of those types. Those two those two examples of that are like where I'm like, all right, yeah, you have some like credit to where you're from, but like, God, the vast majority of it is so garbage. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of these guys when they start speaking and then they even open their mouth, I'm like, oh, I can't stand this. I'm out. My favorite one is just a it's a it's a video where he's just making fun of them and it's just like got the motivational music behind it, and he's like he's like, drop out of school. If you're not on the street selling chairs, don't talk to me. <laughs> right, yeah. I need you on the street selling chairs. <laughs> and you're like, what? What's happening here? What yeah, it's like, like, is this advice? What's happening? But it's, yeah. got like, it's like perfectly like to the music and everything. <laughs> it's great. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much every financial advisor guy on the planet telling you that they're so smart and that you have to pay them $10,000 so you can also make $10,000. Right. Yeah, a lot of them. I yeah, a lot of them. I give zero credit to. I saw a documentary about donuts though, where this guy uh, apparently in L.A., Dunkin' Donuts tried to penetrate the market, and they gave up after four years of just utterly failing because ninety percent of the donut stores in L.A. are owned by Cambodians because of a guy they call Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony would bring over Cambodians from Cambodia and help them set up their donut shops. And every like, there's I think the I think they were saying like there's in the rest of America there's like one donut store for every like twenty people, and then in L.A. there's one for every seven people, and it's because of the Cambodians. <laughs> That's kind of cool though. It's super cool. It's dope. I think it's awesome that he found this like avenue because it turns them into entrepreneurs. It gives them the keys to their own future. It lets them instill their own values or whatever into their family and also be independent and all that like i think it's great but i think it's hilarious that like it one person so drastically changed and affected such an interesting market simply by being like i'm bringing all the cambodians over right and like completely shut out on multinational billion dollar (laughs) company right like they just they just had to they just had to hang the towel. They're like, nah, you got it. We can't compete. You with know these what? We're gonna, go, we're gonna go everywhere else. Forget it. We gonna go everywhere else. Like, like that's that's true capitalism. That is immigrants that's... thrashing billion dollar corporations because they're <laughs> they're more low to the ground. Right. Because they're just you know they can absorb it because they can take the hit because they're they're that's this is all they do. Right. And no, like no one's gonna be like. No one's gonna be like like your like your little donut place that you go to yeah. is like close to your heart. Yeah. Like if they opened a Dunkin' Donuts down the street, you wouldn't go there. No. And like <laughs> it is it is so interesting that like this is how it works, right? Like you get loyal to your donut people. <laughs> it's a big deal. It is. But yeah, I thought I thought it was hilarious. Uncle Tony and the Cambodians took over LA. <laughs> yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. The donut wars are over. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Tony was like, Duncan who? Duncan nothing. Uh, all right, we're going to jump out. We come back. We got a little bit left of Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you guys know about Dragon's Lair's gaming schedule. Every Monday, they've got Magic the Gathering Commander going on. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I get down on. 
uh, Warhammer on Fridays, as well as Friday Night Magic. Every Friday, as well as monthly tournaments, Dragon's Layers, where nerds go to get their game on. Right there, Luetta and 249. 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. Hey, Night Owls, Core DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, wanting to remind you guys about False Idol Brewery right there at 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills, Dallas's brewery that focuses on creativity, consistency, and quality. They've got events going on all week. They've got Fill the Fridge Mondays with 15% off to go and $4 off of flights until 3 p.m. Thursday night trivia and Friday night special beer releases. Make sure to get out to False Idol Brewery in North Richland Hills today. What's going on? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here. I uh, hope everyone has a great, wonderful weekend planned or enjoyed, depending on when you hear this show, depending on where you're at. Um, time travel. Time travel. That's how we do it. Um, so HBO Max, we're, we're, I'm going to complain about some streaming here, okay? All right. Um, HBO Max, first of all, I want to give a compliment. They have uploaded basically all of DC's new movies to their stuff. So I watched... Rest in peace, the DC Act, the most yeah, DC I mean, streaming I don't, I don't of even, all time. I don't even understand what, like... It's gone they, now, right? Like, it doesn't exist anymore? Or is it still... Uh, I haven't even looked for it. So, like, if it existed, that wouldn't surprise me, but... HBO Max was airing the Young Justice. The first 13 episodes are now uh, aired and, and up there. Uh, I'm yeah, assuming they're coming back with 13 more. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, they're on break, though. Um, Who knows? Yeah, I know, right? That's what I need people to tell me. That's the thing. It's like nobody's just saying it out loud. Um, but, like, so I told you there was that Wonder Woman just uh, World War II movie. Yep. It was actually a Flash movie about him using the Speed Force to accidentally hop into another dimension. You know, as the Flash tends to do. Right. So, like, they called it a Wonder Woman movie, but really it was more of a Flash movie. But then, like, on this other world, Wonder Woman is, like, leading basically the JSA. It's interesting. There's a lot going on in this movie. It's, 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 it was a really good movie. Um, they, they also had parts one and two of Batman The Long Halloween. And then... That's right. October never- 32nd. Well, so I had never read it. Uh, apparently, it comes from a couple of things. It's early in Batman's career, and he's trying to figure out there's a killer who's killing people on holidays, and they're all tied to a mob family. And the mob, the Italians, call the leap year the long Halloween. I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. Um, that's right. Instead of adding a 29th day to February, they add a 32nd day to to, to October. No, I don't. And I, maybe they do. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you can put the day anywhere, I suppose. Um, but so. That's what I would do. I would, this... I would make Halloween two, <laughs> And it happens every four years. That would be a great party. Like party for a whole extra day every four years. Yeah. Be like rumspringa for everyone. Precisely. See, look, uh, I'm, I should have made the calendar. I'd have put you in charge of it. Like one of the very few jobs I would have given you without a second thought. Allengers. Um, but that one was really good. It was in the same animation style, and it's got a post credit scene where the Flash shows up. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's good. Um, he shows up after the bad guy's beaten. You know, yep. classic Flash, always on time. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Uh, but then they also have Injustice. I forgot that there was an Injustice cartoon movie. Uh, first of all, it's a different animation style. Already kind of bothered me. Um, because it's not from the old set, and it's not from this what's airing right now. Ew, so it's in, like, a weird spot. <laughs> yeah, it's like the anime style is just different for no reason. 
And the big, like, I don't know, man. The storytelling was bad. Like, the the plot kind of sucks. They sort of dropped the ball in the third quarter, in in the third act. Like, they just kind of, it wasn't great. So, anyway, it's just, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. But who I really want to complain about as we're up against in here is Paramount Plus. So, it was football weekend. Uh, CBS had some of the games. I've not watched any CBS Paramount Plus all year. Um, I like watching the games on the Peacock app, on Amazon. I like both of those call teams and on ESPN because I like watching the Manning Brothers. Um, but there was nothing else going on. So I was like, all right, let me let me do a free trial of this Paramount app. First of all, the app is just janky. I, it doesn't run right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why these multi – again, billion-dollar companies. Hey, can we build an app? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, first of all, like, how is it that some guy, like a team of four in their garage is running a, a you know, a, a, a Maojong app perfectly, and these guys can't just stream their stupid shows right? Like, I don't get that. Um, but then on top of that, the afterwards, I was like, oh, they have the Below Deck Star Trek cartoon. I've tried to watch it for three days now. I can't watch it. It won't load. That's impressive. Like, these guys have totally screwed up their app. How do you mess this up so bad? Are you on the PlayStation 4? Yeah, on a PlayStation 4. And it's just refusing to... It'll watch other shows. There are other shows on there that are, that are worth watching. But it won't run the Star Wars Below Deck stuff. I've, I've been having like major issues with all of my streaming apps except Netflix on my PS4. Um, So HBO is a little tough to run because HBO doesn't let you downgrade picture quality for streaming reasons. Like Netflix will run it at rougher streams, right? But HBO is only at top-level streaming. That's it. 4K or nothing. Um, the other ones all run with that. Hulu, Amazon Prime, I don't have any problems with. Uh, but Am- HBO, I will sometimes have to back out and come back in. Paramount Plus, though, literally wouldn't run the show. Terrible. All right. There's my, there's my thumbs-down recommendation for this week. How's that? Take that, Paramount. Um, we're gonna jump out. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. As always, enjoy yourself, Nerd Thug Radio. Um, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. We're out.